was Ron Moss, one of the people who played TAPS throughout downtown Frederick as part of an echoing TAPS event to commemorate Veterans Day Monday. People passed the call down Market Street to Memorial Park to honor and commemorate veterans. That was followed by a service in Memorial Park. I spoke with those who attended about Veterans Days and issues that our veterans continue to face. I'm Ron Moss. All right, and why did you come out today? Well, I have uh, been uh, involved with this once before. My brother got me involved in this uh, in this effort, and I um, am sort of a military historian. Um, I have a lot of family tradition of military service. I myself was not able to serve because of physical disabilities, but this is my way of trying to uh, show my thanks. So why do you think it's important that we celebrate our veterans? It is important because we have to remember the sacrifices that they have made to make our country free. The things that we do today, uh, of, of our entire uh, way of life has made been made possible by their service and by the sacrifices that many of them have made. Freedom is not free and we, know, we have to recognize those who have served for their, for their service and to never forget. So talking about our veterans, what are some services that we still need to improve to better help our veterans? I think the, uh, the Veterans Administration needs to uh, uh, probably clean up their, their, their administrative and other sorts of uh, services that they have. Um, the, uh, having, for, for those who have served, um, Many of them have have had issues with um, PTSD, other problems that have been associated with their uh, with their training and the service, and um, you know, mental mental health services and that sort of thing are very important. And what can our local government, state government, and federal government do to better help our veterans? Uh, just help out with their funding. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Can I first just start by getting your name? Sure, it's Chris Sam Delgado. All right, and why are you here today? I'm here because I'm one of the lucky veterans to make it home alive. All right, and why do you think it's important that we honor our veterans today? Because of the sacrifices we make for to keep our freedoms. All right, and what are some of the issues that are facing veterans that haven't got enough attention? I'd say mental illness, yes, even though the VA system and other organizations are doing the best they can, we still need more help. All right, and what can the local, state, and federal government do to help, uh, better help our veterans? Money. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, do you mind if I get your name? Oh, Sean Harris. All right, and why did you come out today? Um, I came out to support the veterans. I did a couple years in the Navy, and my husband was playing in the band, so. All right, and what are some of the issues facing veterans that people don't talk about? Mental health. I'm also an ER nurse, so 
I see that a lot. They need to have more resources and more people that understand what they're going through. All right, and what are some things that the local state government, uh, county and um, federal government can do to better help our veterans? Um, I'd say to have more resources, um, outreach, helping them uh, get connections to talk with, um, clinicians that can get them through their crises or animals. People can donate and get help them with the animals that give them support. Perfect. And you said you, that you served in the Navy? I did. I served two years in the Navy. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. All right. First one's the easiest. What's your name? Ron Lehman, Sr. All right. And so you served in the Marines? Yes, I have. And when did you serve in the Marines? 66 to 69. All right. And did you serve here or did you serve abroad? I served in Vietnam from 67 to 68. All right. And so what are some of the issues that are facing veterans that you don't think people talk about? The issues facing veterans they don't talk about? Mm-hmm. The care they've been getting in the VA. Uh, some of our VA centers just aren't equipped for some of the problems these gentlemen have in the ladies. They're not prepared for it. And what kind of problems? Well, I, the ones that we came back with are a lot different than the ones they're dealing with now, that's for sure. Uh, a lot more uh, the, the traumas they have in their heads are given they're not prepared for that I don't think and what they went through uh, you got to have a special person to be able to deal with these ladies and gentlemen to deal with those problems more so than the physical the mental is the big problem some of them All right. perfect and so what do you think that our local our local state federal governments can do to better help our veterans well I be honest with you I think our new president here has done a lot more than many the president ever had for our VA company hospitals and our veterans so I think everybody's got to step up not just him but all government people that have a little say can help up and help these veterans 100%. On Sunday Brunswick held its annual veterans parade which marked its 87th year. Hi my name is Sean Butcher and I'm the coordinator of the Brunswick Veterans Day Parade. Uh, it's one of the oldest in the country and it's a pleasure to be able to help coordinate it. All right and how did you get involved? I'm an Army veteran, and so it was an opportunity for me to kind of give back to fellow veterans. Um, and, uh, you know, this year was the 87th annual Brunswick Veterans Day Parade, so it does have a long tradition and a long history uh, in terms of one of the oldest in the country. And so I just wanted to be a part of that, and it's just an opportunity to see, you know, everyone come out uh, and celebrate our nation's veterans. And you mentioned that you served as well? I did. I served in the Army from 1990 to 1993. All right. And did you serve here in the country or did you get sent abroad? I served here in the country, uh, stationed at Fort Lee, Virginia, and uh, did my basic training at uh, Fort Leonard Woodward, Missouri. All right. And so you mentioned that Brunswick has had one of the oldest parades. So why Brunswick for this Veterans Parade? How did it come about? You know, Brunswick has a rich uh, tradition of history. Uh, obviously, they're mostly known for the railroad, and, the ra- and they do a big event called the Railroad Days. And their second biggest event is the Veterans Day Parade. So every year they come out and they, uh, you know, they take pride in, obviously, those that from their, from their own community that served, uh, but also draws from across the region. So uh, people, it's a regional event. People come from across the river in, in, in Loudoun County, uh, Virginia, West Virginia, uh, all over the state of Maryland, and even Pennsylvania as well for this particular event. And why do you think it's so important that we do honor our veterans and celebrate 
them with a parade and just kind of honor them. Yeah, you know, I always wish that every day would be Veterans Day and every day we should be honoring and thanking our veterans, those that, that uh, serve our, our, our country, uh, many who, you know, give a lot, uh, even some making obviously the ultimate sacrifice. And so at least one day a year we can come and uh, we can all pause for a moment uh, to recognize our veterans. Uh, about 1% of our nation population serves. So, uh, so there, there are many people that don't even know a veteran, that, that they don't have a, me- a, a member of their own family that have served. And so if, if we can all just pause for a minute, and, and obviously it is a day off of work for many people, so take that day off and, and recognize our veterans and, and uh, do something that's kind of patriotic or, or participate in a, in a Veterans Day celebration, whether it's our parade in Brunswick or another event. So I understand. So Brunswick has the parade. They have an American Legion down there. They also have some organizations dedicated to helping veterans. So what about vet- Brunswick makes them so equipped to help veterans and talk about veterans? Yeah, Building Veterans is one of the nonprofits that you mentioned that's doing amazing work to kind of support our veterans and assist veterans that may may need additional support and assistance or a hand up. Um, and or or hand not a, not a handout, uh, and then of course the American Legion Post ninety six has been a- very active in our community in Brunswick for for many many years. This is the centennial year of the American Legion. Uh, it's just one year off of the uh, of the creation of Veterans Day itself. So you know Veterans Day was created uh, in nineteen nineteen, uh, at, uh, basically originally as Armistice Day, and so and which now became which which we now know as Veterans Day. And so that was that we celebrated that centennial last year, and then the American Legion was created one year after. And so they've been, American Legions have been in our communities, you know, for over, for now 100 years. And they're doing great work to kind of bring veterans together, but also to support veterans and just the community in general. And so it's just, it's a small community. So it's like Brunswick has a small community feel and everyone comes out to support uh, the Brunswick Veterans Day Parade and the other veteran efforts that, that you mentioned. All right. Besides yourself, are there any veterans or those who served and might have been killed in action from Brunswick that you want to highlight? Oh yeah, we we have obviously lost a number of of, of, of veterans over the time over time. Uh, we uh, we do have some World War II veterans still left in our community. We actually had a World War II veteran ride in the parade last, yesterday. Uh, we also have you know um, we have a large contingent of Vietnam veterans. We have some Korean, Korean War veterans, and of course just veterans of modern day conflicts. You know we've been essentially at war as a country for 19 years, uh, and so we have uh, you know whether it's uh, the Gulf War or the War on Terror, we've had a, we have a number veterans that you know are in Brunswick or continue to serve in Brunswick and we have a number of active duty veterans that that either you know commute to Fort Meade or commute uh, on via the mark train to you know into DC to serve still on active duty today so we have a number of uh, folks and of course we have Fort Detrick here in Frederick County and a number of uh, folks that live in Brunswick also either work or support folks at uh, at Fort Detrick all right and what is your favorite part of the parade Oh my! I don't, I don't know if I can mention uh, a favorite part. So uh, I, I keep coming back to do this event. First of all, because it's a great. Uh, we have great support from the city, uh, from the mayor and council, everything from the public works and, and, and police and, and other city staff. But I also have a great committee, and so every every year it's a pleasure to work with the folks that really give up the time, talent, and energy to make this event pull, uh, to come together. I have always said about parades, you need two. You know, you, you need the equation for a parade is you need spectators and you need participants. And so, and you can't have a parade one week with, without the other. So it's great to have the streets lined up with kids and veterans and multiple generations coming out to support the veterans and support the people that are participating in the parade. But then it's also great. We had 103 
uh, parade entries yesterday. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a great opportunity just to see everything from businesses to scout groups to uh, motorcycle groups, antique vehicles. It's just a really unique mix. And so I, I, it's tough to say I have a favorite because I love the military vehicles, the old military vehicles that go down the road. I love the sound of the motorcycles, the uh, antique vehicles, and the fire trucks. It's just a great combination of patriotism and, and community to come out and support our veterans. All right, perfect. So this morning I was out at the Veterans Day event that is held in uh, Memorial Park, and so I was asking a couple people some questions, so I'm going to ask them now. Sure. Um, so my first question is, what are some topics that affect veterans that people don't talk about very much? Well, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're, as a nation, starting to, you know, grasp, obviously, uh, the drug crisis, uh, which does impact veterans, uh, you know, the opioid crisis specifically, uh, homelessness. You know, I, I'm, I'm devastated every time I, I drive by or, or, or pass, you know, someone with a sign that says that they're, they're a homeless vet and they need help. Uh, so just dealing with the homelessness issue. Um, and then, you know, there are about 20, or depending on what, who, who you ask, 22 veterans that die of suicide every day. Uh, and so, you know, we need to make, make sure that we take care of our veterans. And, and those are the important issues that I think, um, I think we need to address as a country because we need to make sure that our veterans that have given so much of themselves that we take care of them. And, and we, owe that, we owe that debt of gratitude at least. And what are some ways that our government, whether it's the local, state, or federal government, um, can do to help veterans and maybe address some of those mental health or homelessness issues that you mentioned? Yeah, I think uh, we're trying to figure out how to grasp with PTSD. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the great thing about technology and medicine today is that uh, if you are wounded in combat, your survival rate is much higher. But then you still have to grapple. So you, so you live, you know, maybe more than our World War I or World War II veterans did even or, or even Korean or, or Vietnam for that matter. But you have to also live through a lot more as well. And so we need to, you know, so whether it's PTSD or, you know, the other injuries that uh, veterans um, uh, endure, we need to make sure that we are able to support them. So I think the VA uh, has come under fire a lot under because of the health care. And, and I think um, they're working to improve that. And I, I see improvements. Um, and, and, uh, and so I think that's something that we can t- continue to do is just make sure that we take care of our veterans through the health care system. Uh, and then I think, I, I think, you know, there are programs out there for veterans, and it's just also making sure that they know of them, uh, whether it's, you know, housing assistance or support, whether it's, you know, home loans or even, of course, the education support. I was very thankful that I was able to earn my bachelor's degree debt-free because of either the VA and some other, you know, obviously grants and other things that I received as a college student. And so, uh, you know, there are opportunities out there if, if uh, veterans know about them and they can take, take advantage of them. All right, perfect. And what can the general public or, you know, anyone that you see in Brunswick or even throughout Frederick County, what can they do to help a veteran if they meet one? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, obviously the, the cliche is to thank them for their service. Uh, obviously that, that's important. You know, anybody is uh, always appreciative of a thank you or an acknowledgement. I uh, swell with pride anytime I see, you know, I walk by a veteran who's wearing a Vietnam veteran hat. Because, uh, uh, you know, last year, one of the things that we did in Brunswick is we, almost, we had a welcome home ceremony because, as, as we all know, you know, the v, uh, our Vietnam veterans weren't welcomed home as, as our veterans are today. And so I think there's still more work that we can do th- in that regard uh, to make sure that our Vietnam veterans are, you know, uh, thanked and, and appreciated and valued. Uh, and so those are the types of things that we, I encourage folks to do every day. And, and also, I, I will say that, you know, fa- the one thing that folks don't realize is 
isn't just the, fam the, the veteran themselves that are serving. Uh, you know, it's the family as well because the families give up so much um, as a, a soldier or, or, or a sailor or a Marine goes off to, uh, to, to, you know, to serve in a combat situation. You know, the, the family has to give up a lot too. So just making sure and taking care of our family members of our veterans are also important, is also important. All right, perfect. Well, is there anything else that you think we should know? No, I appreciate uh, you having me, having me on today. Of course. Well, thank you so much for coming, and thank you for your service. Thank you. To read all of the stories about Veterans Day, check out fredericknewspost.com. And now Katrina Pereira, our food and education reporter, joins me in the studio to talk about her latest food adventure. All right, so I know that a few weeks ago you went and tested the school lunches in FCPS. But I hear now that you're going to Frederick Community College to test some of the food that the students were making? Yes. So FCC has um, a culinary school and a, a hospitality and management school. Um, and as part of that, as part of those students' training, what they do is every semester they do a pop-up restaurant called 200 Monroe to kind of give students real-life experience running a restaurant. All right. And so 200 Monroe, is that at FCC? It's at 200 Monroe mm -hmm. Avenue, um, which is where FCC has their culinary school. All right, perfect. So what were some of the dishes that were being offered? So it's um, set up in a pretty uh, organized fashion. So you get three courses, and um, your first course you can choose between the soup of the day or the salad. Um, for your second course, you have four options. You can get um, a filet like a steak. Um, you can get a pan-seared halibut. You can get a mushroom gnocchi, or you can get a, like, smoke-brined half chicken. Um, and then for your dessert, you have four options as well. You can get a sorbet, whatever their daily flavor is. Uh, you can get a chocolate gingerbread cheesecake, a pear almond tart, or their creme brulee. Okay, so I know we're talking about FCC, but right now it sounds like we're at some four-star, five-star French restaurant <laughs> a little bit. Yes, it is very fine dining for a very affordable price. Well, that's awesome. And so how often do they offer this pop-up restaurant? So it started, they do it every semester. And I, I want to say for the fall semester, they do it from about September to December. Um, if you go on their website, you can find exact dates. But it's every Thursday, only Thursdays from 5.30 to 8.30 in the evening. All right. So you said that it's fine dining at an affordable cost. So what were the meal ranges and price? So everything, you pay a flat rate. So it's $35 per person. You get all three courses plus a beverage. And that $35 includes gratuity. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty good because if you think of two people going out, you usually don't order the appetizer and the um, dessert. So it's pretty good to get both of those for 35 Absolutely. I mean, the way I looked at it is, you know, if you went a little more south of here, maybe into Montgomery County or closer to Bethesda, you could go to a restaurant, get an entree and a cocktail for about the same price. So I think this is a really, really good deal. And when you say beverage, are they including alcoholic beverages? No. So there aren't. There is not um, any alcohol served. You can get water. You They have like a sparkling lemonade and iced tea. Um, and I believe they serve coffee and tea as well. All right. So you mentioned that there are several um, courses offered. So what did you get to taste? So I essentially got to taste everything because um 
you know, it's, it's limited choices for the entrees. So when I would go with guests, it was easy to kind of like get my own and then also try theirs. So I ended up tasting actually everything. Um, I will say that I ordered the steak and there are very few times that I've ordered a steak and it's been cooked perfectly. And now I can add 200 Monroe to that list. I mean, it, I was honestly impressed. All right. So perfect. So, well, this sounds like a really cool program. So are, for the students who are at FCC, um, are they planning to go work as chefs at, a, at restaurants? What's kind of their course from? Yeah. So um, the students who are working in the kitchen obviously want to go into the culinary arts. Um, your waitresses and, and hostesses and, and all of that, um, I believe that they're focusing more on like hospitality and, and tourism. Um, so, you know, managing maybe a restaurant or a hotel or, or you know, some sort of um, service venue. And were you surprised by the quality that you got? I was. Um, you know, you never know with, with student-run uh, places, um, but I was very, very impressed. I mean, my expectations were met and beyond. All right. And what did, um, what uh, besides the steak, which you can add to your perfectly cooked list, yes. um, anything else that really stood out or made you say, wow? The chocolate gingerbread mm. cheesecake was one of the best things mm. I've ever had, truly. I actually ended up ordering it twice on like both times I went because it was so good. Um, it kind of tastes like Christmas and a cheesecake because um, you get that like gingerbread crust which has like you know the cinnamon and the allspice and like all those really nice like warm cozy flavors and then you get this like really decadent chocolate cheesecake and it was just I mean like I want to buy that somewhere <laughs> it was that good perfect so these students are they the ones that are graduating or is the, are they first years so most of them um this is like their capstone learning experience so they're you know they're towards the end of their degrees all right well i guess you have until december to try this amazing cheesecake and a perfectly cooked steak um among the other dishes that they offer and i guess katrina you'll have to just find out where all these chefs go so that you can have <laughs> your steak and cheesecake again. yes who's the pastry chef that's making that cheesecake i want to know you <laughs> and also just a note you have to have a reservation to go to this restaurant so right. make sure that you go online and book perfect all right so make your reservations Make sure you order the chocolate uh, gingerbread cheesecake. Make sure you order the steak. Anything else you think we should know? No, I think that's it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Fred Chicken Cut is produced by me, Heather Mangilio, and edited by Graham Cullen. We'll see you next week.